Welcome into the Thunder Basketball Universe presented by Coop Aleworks. If you're watching on YouTube and this background looks a little bit familiar, it's because we're back in Memphis about two and a half, three weeks later, we are back here. But this time we are joined by a very special guest, a new friend of the pod, Mr. Jalen Williams, J-Dub himself. First of all, Jalen, Thank you for joining us. Thank you for taking the time. And secondly, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, it's cool to be back. I think this is my second time. That's Maybe right. I did, yeah, I did. Yes, that's yeah, right. One. Yeah. Intro press conference. Yeah, yeah that day. was yeah. that was yeah that was my first day in Oklahoma. I actually. can't believe yeah. you remember anything about that day. <laughs> that I just remember the podcast because it was me, Jay, Will, and uh, Chet on it. That's wow. right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Had a Reading Santa Clara conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I remember. It's all coming back to me now. It's all coming back. Uh, Jalen, I got to ask you because I. Saw you did something recently online where you were petitioning for Chet Holmgren to get a tattoo. <laughs> but I didn't see, I don't know if there was any follow-up, but you can't say something like that and then not propose what he should get tattooed. So I got to put you on the spot. What if, I mean, Chet's been around. You've gotten to know him some. He's in your in your draft class. What, what does Chet need to get tattooed? Uh, everybody was saying that he should do my face, but I should have a mask on. <laughs> That's what made me bring it up. I think are he wants to get tatted. So, are you talking about like your mask? Yeah, that you had my, to yeah, wear? my mask, mask era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> your mask era. That 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 was like the big kind of push for it to, for even get one. But I think he wants to get one in general. He's kind of been tiptoeing around it, and then obviously his surgery and stuff. So we'll, we'll see in the summer what what he's on. You're pretty creative. What would you What would you pitch if if you had a say? If he listened to you, on a serious note, something that he's okay with being there for the rest of his life. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Fair. So, yeah. Um, and I don't know what what's really important to him in regards yeah. to that, but something I would say if it's your first one, get something that's meaningful. What and was then, your What was your first one? Uh, mine was a Kobe one on okay. the okay. right leg. Yeah. yeah. And then I got this Bible verse for my second one. But, yeah, something meaningful that, you know, give that one some time. Nice. That's After that, you can mess up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then this kind of begs the question. So you have teammates who have tattoos already. I'm thinking of a guy like Trey Mann. Yeah. He's got some pretty visible tattoos. What well, what would you suggest for his next? If you now now you can have some input, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, uh, maybe a thunder tattoo. I don't know. Ooh, thunder tattoo. That's not bad. I was thinking I don't know just if the word bias. I was just thinking the word tricky. Tricky Trey. You know, that seems like a little that's bit actually, of a nickname yeah, that's, that's coming up, up for him. So Cuz you've yeah, got Dub, right? Like you got yeah, I got J Dub yeah. on my wrist. J yeah. Okay. Is that the latest one you've gotten? Yeah, actually. There you yeah. go. Yeah, that's the most recent one. And that was a while ago. That was almost uh, right before the draft. No, that was after. That was after the draft, yeah. Do you have your eyes on uh, any ideas brewing for, for New Ink? Uh, yeah, I'm going to get New Ink, but I'm not telling them. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> we'll that's, for the, that's for the next time he's on the, the Thunder Basketball Universe podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll unveil I'll, I'll look different yeah. in some yeah, yeah. That's awesome. All right, well, we've got so much to talk about with J-Dub, but don't go anywhere. We're going to take a short break, and we'll get into some basketball right after this. Coop Works is the proud sponsor of Thunder Basketball Universe. Brewers of the fan favorites F5 IPA and 99 Calorie Ice Chest IPA. You'll find those and many more Coop beers at retailers across Oklahoma. Learn more at CoopLWorks.com. So the Thunder is right now halfway through the longest road trip of the season. But before they set out on that road trip, there was a pretty fun and exciting win inside of Paycom Center. J-Dub, you played a pretty big role in that one. So big, in fact, that you got splashed with some water after that game. That was, that was pretty fun. That San Antonio game. It was. Uh, 
I forgot who threw. I think Chet. Chet. Chet and didn't, Poku didn't pour it. It was definitely more of a throw of the water in the cup. So that was that was, that was cool. But it was a cool experience. Uh, most importantly, we got the win. That yeah, was a big win. Obviously, Shea didn't play that game, so it was good that we were kind of able to kind of step up for him. So yeah, twenty point comeback victory. You guys have seven comebacks this season where you've been down by ten points. Uh, I, I know this is your first year, but and so you might not have a lot to compare to in terms of other NBA teams, but just. What is it about this group that's allowing that to happen? Uh, I think we're just confident in you know, our abilities. Obviously, you don't want to have to come yeah. back every mm-hmm. time. But um, just kind of going through it, I think we just don't give up. Um, I think we also know that just being around the NBA for however long I have been, the, yeah. it's a game of runs. Um, 20 points isn't as far as you know it, it looks on the score sheet. But, um, yeah, just kind of chipping away at leads is something that we're very good at. Yeah, it's funny. When you look around the league, you could go through the box score and look at kind of like largest lead for both teams. And more often than not, both teams' largest lead might be 10 points or, or yeah. 12 points mm-hmm. on any given night, any given game you look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. things just can change so quickly. And I, I'm curious for you because you have been trusted in like a lot of different situations, obviously. And what's it like just being in a situation where it's, it's crunch time? You had a pretty big bucket there in that San Antonio game. Just what's it like? being a rookie, having this opportunity to, like, be in crunch time? Uh, it's cool. Uh, it, it lets me know that uh, the coaching staff and everybody has confidence in me mm-hmm. to kind of go out there and play. Um, it's also good that I'm kind of able to get these experiences yep. now and kind of be put in that position. But I'm just kind of learning from each one, mm-hmm. just trying to understand why we do certain things and just have fun. You, right. said, you said you got to the kill spot on that little mid-range jumper. Yeah. Is that kill spot been there for, for a decade now? or It's, is it's been something? there for a while. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, like I said, just learning how to get to certain spots within our offense and, you know, kind of how to play off of different guys to be able to get to my spots. I'm just learning how to do that. So after that game, you guys set out on on this road trip. And just going into it, the, we all knew it's the longest road trip of the season. Did you have any, like, mental preparation just to wrap your head around the fact that you're going to be, you know, away from Paycom Center for five games? Yes, I actually packed this time. I forgot what game it was, but I, we had to like drive. I had to like drive all the way back home and throw stuff in a suitcase and then come back for one of our the road trip before this one. So I actually packed in a, in advance, and uh, that was good. So that was that was my biggest adjustment actually yeah. bringing clothes. But other than that, yeah, just kind of rolling with it. Yeah, I'm just this is my first time doing everything, as everybody yeah. knows. So I'm just trying to learn and just have fun with it yeah that road trip before was a stretch of three games and four nights where it was like that home road back to back we uh, the thunder played at home against the bulls yep. then flew straight to houston afterwards so that was kind of already a crazy sequence it per like on a personal level you come home and you have one game at home after three games and four nights you're about to have five on the road like what do you even do in those 36 48 hours that you had at home and you had to prepare for the game against the spurs lay down yeah <laughs> go to sleep. take a nap yeah honestly just try not to do anything i really try and stay off my feet is kind of the biggest yeah. thing yeah um you know just kind of give your body it those those hours are really important you know to recover so i've been trying to really chill and take care of my body going to the island and get treatment and stuff like that this is one of those stretches where you don't even have time to do laundry you just all right i'll just buy clothes in the next city huh yeah that has not been the worst part it has been fun to go out and yeah, shop there you so. go there you go seeing a bright side now but we were talking before the podcast started about how a college season at this point would have been over right like the yeah. 30 or so games would have been done how, like, how much have you learned about just the value of rest and just recovery, playing so many games in, in a week? 
Uh, I definitely have changed my diet. Like I'm actually watching what I eat because you can really see the difference between when I'm not, well, for me at least, like when I'm not, that I didn't get enough sleep that night or if I didn't eat the right things, like I'm really starting to see a difference just because we play so many games. Yeah. You have to be able to kind of bounce back quick. So just trying to make sure that stays important throughout mm-hmm. the year. Anything specific that you're really focused on eating these days? I'm just curious, like what, what works for you? It's hard when you're on the road. Try, like right yeah. now, like obviously we have to get our own food, but like Chipotle's been kind of like a lifesaver. Yeah. yeah. Just because that, that, there's always a Chipotle around. And then it's, uh, it's obviously hard when you're on the road and, you know, you kind of come in late and there's only certain things open. So just trying to even bring certain snacks and stuff yeah. off yeah. the plane has been big. Having to plan ahead a little bit yeah. about the, yeah. not just, you know, packing clothes, but also yeah, like like where, food, where yeah, we're, we're going to eat. eat. Yeah, clothes <laughs> is definitely the first <laughs> the first yeah. step. Yeah. Well, I think about guys, you know, in the past we've had who are plant-based or vegan and like mm-hmm. that ratchets up the degree of difficulty even further just given this lifestyle. And as you said, I mean, 2 a.m. arrivals are not uncommon and yeah. guys are hungry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I won't be doing the vegan thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the bandwidth. Yeah. That. But it's funny to hear you say that like Chipotle is the lifesaver for, for you. Like I know on our side, it's like I get excited when I know there's a cheesecake factory in, oh, yeah. in our city because like there's a they cheesecake factory. They, yeah. have they have everything. everything. Yeah. There's 37 pages of options. <laughs> yeah. Get something different every time. Yeah. So it's interesting the different different food you know combinations yeah. that yeah. we're going with here. <laughs> you want to go into uh, let's, this let's Minnesota go, game? Yeah, let's go to Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. So – this Minnesota game, it it's just it it took such it was such a good game and it was so fun and obviously these two games back to back here two playoff contention worthy teams and you guys come out and you, you play hard and you give them a run for their money and it's the it's the fourth quarter for you in particular that that really changed the game there just in that game overall what did you feel from the group and how you guys were able to kind of start the game strong there. Uh, that's definitely been one of our focal points coming into a lot of these games is our starts needed to be better. Uh, obviously, I think our second halves have been really well, mm-hmm. like really well done. But um, just kind of focus on our first half and credit to the you know the starters of those groups. Like I think we've been kind of setting the tone in regards to that. Um, you know, not trying to be down by ten going into the second quarter, and then obviously the second unit or whoever's come back in trying to pick that up. So I think we did a really good job, especially both those games. And then the Minnesota game, like you said, I think we were just kind of able to maintain that for the mm-hmm. whole game. I think that also kind of helped with all the technicals, yeah. and kind of the chippiness. I think that really made us lock in and kind of solve it as a team. And uh, yeah, I think kind of kind of happy for the techs and kind of stuff like that. I think we kind of came together a lot more. I was going to ask you about that because, you know, that was a much more veteran team than yeah. you all, but you were the ones clearly that had the poise and had the composure. Um, is that stemming from, you know, a group of leaders or is that kind of baked in now to the whole group? A little bit of both. Yeah. Um, I think we all kind of rely on each other and then, you know, kind of being there for Rich, I think, yeah. like I said, kind yeah. of brought us there a lot closer and then kind of understanding the way the game was going and how we saw it was kind of affecting the Timberwolves in that case. We kind of wanted to back off the refs and just play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we did a good job of that. Yeah, that's so smart to just, okay, we're going to shift the other direction. We're not yeah. even going to focus on what the – what's going on Mm -hmm. with the officiating and when the other team is so clearly phased by it um helps you kind of play your own race yeah i think there was like nine techs or something like that in the game and we end up winning by five and we yeah so something like that but just kind of the point differential that ended up happening sure you know i think that was big for us 
Yeah, this group has had to show poise in just like a lot of different areas, whether that's like showing po poise in an emotional game against Minnesota or showing poise in a crunch time game in Atlanta. Like that's a completely different situation where you guys took control of the game in the fourth quarter, but they were kind of milking the clock in yeah. that fourth quarter. You guys had to like make free throws <laughs> and just keep your yeah. composure. Just where is all this poise coming from? And it's and keeping in mind, it's the youngest team in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, I think we we're just in so many close games, especially throughout this year. It's just been, especially when we first started. I remember like text my parents. I was like, "Are we like are games usually this close? Like every time <laughs> something's in overtime." Yeah. So it's cool that we had all those experiences going up that, and you kind of see us growing through. Like we're able to, you know, knock like you said, knock down free throws, not turn the ball over at the end of the game. Mm -hmm. You know, play with some type of poise towards the end. So I think, and we made a lot of big plays in the fourth quarter too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think just kind of being in those tight games almost every night is really helping us. Well, it's also a, a huge sign of maturity to be able to learn and not be the team that, you know, put your hand on the stove to learn. You know, <laughs> yeah. you were able to learn from what Minnesota was going through without you even having to go mm -hmm. through that. And um, kind of similar can be said with Atlanta where um, you all came in and clearly had a, a game plan that you were executing from the start. And then in crunch time, um, it, it seemed like every possession you guys just got what you wanted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it just kind of goes down to execution. I yeah. think our film has really helped us too. Um, you know, we're watching what other teams are doing and trying to understand why we're doing certain things. So, like I said, yeah, like I think the biggest thing is we've been in so many close situations with different groups of yeah. guys that have been in. It's kind of like everybody's getting a taste of being out there and kind of having to adjust to what's going on in the fourth quarter. So I think we've done a really good job of that so far. You know, I think about you got onto the court in heavy minutes as – at Santa Clara starting on defense and then really throughout your three years like mm -hmm. seemed like you had a pretty you know substantial big role here like I think about Minnesota game you're six man off the bench mm -hmm. in Atlanta you're starting um, sometimes you, you're coming in later just what's that adjustment process been like for you to be able to just go ball regardless of what your role is uh, I think that's exactly it I'm not really worried about where I'm gonna be at or yeah. you know how many minutes I'm gonna play just kind of going out there and playing hard uh, that takes care of a lot of stuff that's going on on the court or off the court. I think the biggest thing is just making sure I got heat on my knees. So, <laughs> so when I go in, I'm ready to play. But other than that, it's just kind of have that ready-to-play mentality, uh, you know, kind of be able to step up. You know, you look at, like, guys like Zay, who's able yeah. to just come off the bench yeah. and instantly be a spark. So just trying to take after that. I was going to ask you about that because it seems like that just be ready to play is throughout the entire team, whether it's Isaiah or – Usman Jang Ooh, stepping yeah. in, uh, you know, coming in out of the G League. Just what's it like being around these guys? And how do you, like, can you feel that from them? Like, do you, is that something that you learned from them? Or is it kind of just in the group, in the water? It's in the water and, like, kind of in the group. But I think everybody is, like, seeing what somebody else is doing. And that kind of makes you want to play for them. Because it's like, okay, he's going out there and playing hard. I'm going to make sure I have his back. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it's cool that like, everybody's kind of just ready to play no matter what kind of minutes we're getting, so. I want to know about the the heating pads because you know NBA teams and operations. Uh, you know our guys Wilson Taylor and our whole staff like they're like a pit crew. Like when yeah. guys come off the floor, yeah. like they've got what they need. So I'm just curious, like from your perspective, being a rookie, what's that like when you're sort of like you got everything that you need as soon as you step off the court and, and um, you're kind of well equipped in that way. Um, I'm still learning about yeah. how a lot of that stuff goes because like I I don't like asking for stuff because it <laughs> yeah. feels like an inconvenience. But you know for them tell me like yeah this is what we do. So it's been cool in that, that regard. And then, like you said, like it's different for me to come out the game now. So trying to adjust to that. Yeah. Obviously, college, like I, I don't really remember sitting on the bench at all. So <laughs> I didn't I didn't think about it. You got your water during yeah. timeouts. Yeah, and yeah that they're was asking it. Yeah. me if I need stuff. So just trying to 
take advantage of all that. I think they do an excellent job at that. And, you know, they're kind of always in tune with what we need. You know, it's interesting because there's so many timeouts in the NBA Mm -hmm. and they're long, Mm -hmm. you know, every single one is this long TV timeout. And you've talked about staying locked in. Like, what are those, what are timeouts like for you when either you're in the game and you're kind of those five that are, are sitting right there or when you're in that huddle and you're kind of, you know, just figuring out what's going on and, and kind of listening. I think we do a good job of before a coach obviously gets in our huddle, yeah. we do a good job of talking about what we see out there and kind of trying to solve the problem before mm-hmm. they even have to obviously get in. And that way when we get to the timeout, it's more about schemes rather than, hey, we got to play harder. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think just kind of being able to and I think it credit to how young we are, we all relate. So we're all kind of just able to say whatever we need to say to each other and kind of keep going. And everybody's really receptive to it as well. Mm-hmm. So Cool. Yeah, it creates a pretty awesome, sounds like a pretty good locker room yeah. just in terms of camaraderie and guys being able to talk to each other and hold mm-hmm. each other accountable. Sure. Well, there are a couple other things we wanted to talk to you about. And one in particular is your your shooting numbers right mm-hmm. now because you're shooting above 50% from the field. You're third among among rookies in field goal percentage. And what stands out to me is your, your shot selection when you're out there. It seems like you're taking the ones that are coming within the flow of the offense. Just what are you looking for when you're out there? And just what is leading to these these quality looks for you? Um, well, I'm out there. If somebody's close, I usually pass it. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it simple. Yeah, but on, on a greater note, just uh, we have a lot of guys that can score the ball. Yeah. So, you know, I don't like getting caught up in myself and kind of doing that. And I think our offense allows everybody to kind of touch mm-hmm. the ball or kind of be a part of some type of action. So I'm just kind of if I'm open, I know a guy's going to throw it. And then obviously vice versa, if somebody's open. Yeah, I'm going to throw it. So we're all kind of playing for each other. So it's obviously making it easier for me to do my thing. And then obviously with Shay and Giddy out there at the same time, it does draw a lot of attention. So I've been I think I've been doing a good job of just trying to figure out when to cut, mm-hmm. how, when they like to pass and just be, be available for them as well. Those had, back cuts have been yeah. extremely fruitful for you. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you learned just being with this group in particular that could be successful? Yeah, for sure. And then I think just going back to college, like, you know, that's kind of, that was kind of my thing. My freshman year was just mm-hmm. moving without the ball because I wasn't getting it. And I was kind of in there to play defense. So it's just mm-hmm. kind of something that's always been tucked away. And then you just have to bring it back out. Well, you're leading the team in dunks. You have 18 in, I think, 20 games that you've played. So you can bring those bragging rights back to the group if you want to. Yeah. Who's close? J-Rob? J-Rob. J-Rob's close. I think he's got 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I got I to gotta keep that going. We, talk, we talked about it. I, <laughs> oh, did they, you? I think I forgot who asked, but we definitely brought it up. And then I got two that game. So. There you go. <laughs> nice. Dub dunks. You yeah. said, you, you know, and it's true, you really are only shooting when you're open. But I have noticed one shot that you're taking when you're contested. And it's usually a late clock situation. And it's that runner. It's that runner going through the lane. You're going left about a hundred miles an hour, and somehow you're flicking that shot up with with your right hand going across the lane like that. Where 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 did that move come from? I've probably been shooting that shot since I was like eight. Wow. Uh, Yeah. And uh, I all my coaches hate it (laughs) (laughs) because they can't teach it. Yeah. They They also can't block it though. Yeah. It looks it looks crazy as well. So it's kind of just one of those things where I'm like, okay, yeah. I just can't miss it when I shoot it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I just, it's just something that I've been shooting for such a long time. It's kind of just one of those things. It's kind of hard to explain, but yeah, I work on it. I do it a lot. Well, I'm sure it's been something your whole life that you could get off because mm-hmm. people aren't necessarily expecting you to take that shot yeah. going that fast at that angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just one of those things where it's kind of like, oh, we should actually shot it. And yeah. Then, yeah. You know, kind of doing that. And then I'm selective with it now. Like it'll usually be around late clock yeah. or, you know, kind of something where, the action breaks down and that that's available but yeah it's just something kind of quick i can get to 
it seems to work for you. Yeah. yeah. And clearly you've been able to rep it for a long time since yeah. you've been shooting it since you were eight years old. Well, before we let you go, we got to take a look about, about what's on tap for this group. And right now, the Thunder is in the midst of Holiday Assist, which every year is such a big part of this organization of giving back and you know making an impact during the holiday season. You and the entire crew got a chance to do some stuff together. The, the turkey giveaway is the one that stands out in my mind. Just what has this been like for you, being able to witness this holiday assist season and actually being a chance to get, be a part of it? Uh, it's been dope. Um, you know, especially like in school, it was harder with like COVID and stuff. So we were all locked down. And I didn't get to get, go home for Christmas. So it's cool that we're able to, like, actually be outside. This is my first time in two years. I'm even kind of in the midst of everything. And mm -hmm. then now I'm actually able to affect people's lives in a positive way and be able to go out there with the team and just be able to interact with everybody. And then this is kind of like the first normal year without COVID. Yeah. So everybody's yeah. able to kind of go outside and, you know, uh, get together. So it's been really cool to just kind of be around Oklahoma as well. So Yeah, 15 straight years of holiday assist for the Thunder and – once we finally get back from this 5,000 mile road trip that spans over 10 days and changes time zones four times, uh, I know the Thunder is going to be back yep. kind of those first couple of weeks um, coming off of this trip and, and so plenty more yeah. community events to come. Um, I got one more question about the road trip. Please. I know you still got, we still have a couple more games to go on this one, but mm -hmm. how's it comparing so far to the uh, eight, eight, nine hour drive that you had to take from Wait. Santa Clara to, <laughs> to Los Wait, Angeles during the COVID year? Uh, it's not even comparable. Yeah. I'll never forget the, the road trip though, but that was, uh, yeah, I'd never want to do that again. Actually. <laughs> How many hours was that? It was, eight. it was eight by myself in a van. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed. I kept myself entertained for a good majority of that. So doing good what? for you. I was just singing to myself. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. I think I, I was like listening to pod. I was doing stuff I've never yeah. done. I was listening to podcasts and just, yeah, it's hard. And then it's like a straightaway. It's like just two lanes. So it's like nothing's really going on. It's not the scenic route. No. Yeah. Not. It was, yeah, it was, it was a pretty miserable trip, but it was fun too, to be able to laugh at it. Well, hopefully you're, little trip back here from from memphis back home yes. to okc where again you'll have 36 hours uh at home to do some laundry <laughs> to do yeah. some laundry yeah. take yeah, wash nap. clothes take a nap and <laughs> go to practice <laughs> exactly and you've got your teammates to keep you company yeah. on yeah. the way back this time so that'll be awesome but Jalen, thank you so much for the time we know you got a you got a nap scheduled so yeah cool. no we're good i'm gonna eat my food's probably here now <laughs> there you Perfect. go yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome thank you so much for the time and thank you so much for watching and listening be sure to like rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcast thank you so much to our producer and until next time thunder up and catch you later <laughs>